welcome to the Unfiltered Empowered Woman. I am your host, Ellen, and I am a female empowerment coach. That means that I help you stop people-pleasing, stop being controlled by anxiety and overthinking, breaking your bad habits, and stop letting food rule your life. It's time for you to take your power back and become an empowered woman. In this podcast, I will show you the unfiltered version of myself and my guests. You know, the stuff that we can't put on Instagram. I want to show you how living unfiltered means you can take that power back and live a truly empowered life. Now let's dig in. Hi everyone and welcome back. It's your two favorite binge eating besties. (laughs) Hi guys, welcome back. Today we have a very different episode where like, this is not an interview, this is not a Q&A or anything like that. It's just me and Sarah, like we have like weekly accountability calls like over Zoom because we just like to have a chat and have a vent and talk about our businesses and what's going on in our lives. And we're like, fuck it, these calls are actually really good and maybe we should record them one day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, so during the week, I put up some stories on my Instagram about talking about how it's, you know, it's it's the 21st of September today and all of the coaches with their six-week, eight-week summer shred challenges are coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> and I mean, I thought my story was brilliant. I with my little hilarious. Gave me a good giggle. <laughs> yeah, with my little Eminem um, intro. And I, because literally whenever I see a summer shred challenge being advertised, my thought is like, fuck that shit bitch like no and like said with as much love as possible because we've all been there I've done them before yeah same I think I've done three. Oh god every summer I used to do something it was like ever since I first like when I was 15 that's when I started developing an eating disorder and ever since yeah. then I've done like before I became a coach myself I did something every single time for summer for like a wedding for my birthday like I still remember when I turned 18 and I went on this crazy diet again to lose weight and look like fit into this like size zero dress that I'd ordered online yeah How crazy always struggling for that? something yeah and that's the thing like I've actually like I've done like three actual challenges but I was thinking about this the other day like there's there's and when I say never, like there's definitely a time now, but as I was growing up through my like late teens and my twenties, there was never a time when I was like, I'm either in a deficit or I'm in maintenance or I'm doing a build, but a build to me was just a really good excuse to say I'm actually binging right now and I can't control it. So I would just tell you I'm in a build, like, Mm -hmm. which is, (laughs) you know, then it makes it okay in the eyes Mm -hmm. of social media. But when I was signing up to those challenges, I was like, hey, does this challenge like fall perfectly into my life so that I can be really, really good for eight weeks? And then I remember like one of it was at the, like the end was Easter and the other one was like my birthday. And then one, like, I just made sure that like it led to something that would, I would really want to be skinny for or something that I knew that I wouldn't want to be dieting for. And I would probably binge at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that what you said about the bulking, I was like, yes, oh my god, I did that too. And especially when I was with my ex, who was a bodybuilder, and that would be me like, oh no, I'm bulking. So like, let's order like hot chips like every day this week, or let's just eat this and this. And even if it wasn't a binge every single time, it was still like overeating, gaining weight, but doing it on purpose to like make and have yeah. an excuse to gain loads of weight and just like try and quiet the voices in my head that were telling me that I was a failure and that I needed to diet and that I, I need to be skinny. It was like, no, you need to eat to like gain muscle, which is true, by the way, yeah. but not to the extent that I was eating. Yeah, I think it comes down to your integrity behind it, right? Like if you're like actually intentionally eating more because you have the hopes of gaining muscle and putting on strength and things like that or gaining weight, which is perfectly fine, but it's like, okay, but are you still taking care of your health at the same time? Because I think that's the underlying like part of all of it, right? Like, oh, I'm dieting, so I'm restricting my calories. But are you still taking care of your health at the same time? Or are you just on restricted calories? And it's it's no matter what you do, it's like, is what where's the integrity in your values underneath all of that? Like, I definitely used bulking as a like 
explanation for my behavior with food that was clearly disordered yeah oh god yeah 100 percent and I think especially in like a bodybuilding kind of scene it's like oh he's bulking or she's bulking right now so they're going out to eat all the time or like buying it was almost like got into that mindset of oh I need to eat more now because in the x many weeks I'm starting this challenge so I need to make the most out of this like season of bulking or whatever yeah and now like looking back now I'm like I did not need to eat all of that food like it was I was just eating because I like my mindset was just so, so bad back then. And it was just not healthy at all. And yeah, like I said, it wasn't a binge every single time, but it was definitely overeating just because I wanted to like make the most out of the, the bulking season. Yeah. And I, and I think that there's like, because you don't have the identity of currently dieting, mm. it's like I, I'm not currently in a deficit phase. So I'm mm. eating whatever the fuck I want. I'm, yeah eating as much as I can get in because I know that I will go back into a deficit phase. So it's kind of like that last meal mentality, right? Like yeah. get it all in because you know, like, oh, in two weeks I'm going back into dieting and I won't be able to eat this or however long it is. And it's like, yeah, it it's just an excuse that makes you feel better about the behavior and makes you not have to look at the behavior. But it's so normal. We see it on social media all the time. Like people being like, oh, diet starts on Monday. So I'm out for dinner and binge drinking tonight. And it's like, the more you continue that cycle, the worse and worse it's going to get. Yeah, it's literally just going to trap you in that all or nothing mindset of you're either bulking or you're dieting. And God, I know so many people who are stuck there still. And fuck, I was for like 10 years probably of like there was I didn't know how to eat like a normal human being because it was always a bulking to try and gain muscle but actually just using that as an excuse to eat more food or it was dieting to be skinny for a certain event like normal eating was like like I remember so many times I was like I actually don't know what normal eating looks like all of my clients say that's me. I don't know what normal eating is. And yeah. I, and then they, they're also like continuously saying like, is this normal behavior? Like now that they've got food freedom and they've mm. stopped binging and stopped, you know, the emotional eating and stuff like that. Like, they're like, well, I don't know if this is normal or, or, or if this is me going back into old habits. Like I've got one client on a holiday at the moment and they, they drove for like eight or 10 hours or whatever with her family. And she's like, you know, I'm having a bag of chips in the car. And she's like, is this normal holiday family behavior or is this me going back to binging? And I'm like, it's normal behavior, but it, it comes down to how you feel about it. Like, do you feel like you can put the bag of chips down and not finish them? Do you feel like you actually want them or do you feel like you have to have them because you're on holidays? Like they are so confused about what normal is. And you're so right because I was exactly the same for like 10 years. It was like, what phase are you currently in? Are you in a dieting phase? Are you in a maintenance phase? Are you in a binging bulking phase? And it's like, for so long now, I've just been in a living phase. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And sometimes I have a lot more calorie dense food around special occasions and when I want to and when I have events on. And sometimes I'm in a season where I really want to have a lot more nutrients and a lot more, you know, food that's directed towards my health, but you don't have to categorize it in a certain phase and live that way. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) What people say as well is like, if you had, like when I had like a normal job (laughs) and I should (laughs) eat lunch with other people, not just by myself, Yeah, people always used to be like, if you had a salad, oh, you're dieting. Or if you had like a wrap or burger, oh, you're bulking now. Like it was either or. So like fucking, of course, you're going to have a problem with normal eating because everyone is just, not everyone, but a lot of people in society are assuming that you are either dieting or bulking. Like yeah. it's, it's kind of been normalized to not have normal eating, which is yeah. Fucked. Yeah, it's so much more normal for someone to be like, oh, I'm currently on a diet than it mm. is for someone to be like, I don't care about what I weigh. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, like people would, if you were like, oh, I'm, I'm on a diet right now, people would be like, oh yeah, cool. But if you said to someone outright, I don't give a fuck about how much I weigh, they'd like nearly fall over and be like, oh, what God. do you mean? Yes. Like I actually did a post about this like a few months ago. And that post got like the least amount of likes. I got so many unfollows because the post was something, it was just like me 
I just said, it's okay to not want to lose weight and to actually be happy with your body. And like so many people had followed me. I guess, I guess it just triggers like it's something in them and like, oh, how can she be happy with how she looks? Like how dare she say she likes her body? How dare she say that she doesn't have to diet? Like, well, that's so triggering mm. for me because I feel like I need to lose weight. I'm not good enough. So yeah. when people like, when you see things like this that are triggering you, just remember that it's not actually about that person. It's what they are mirroring back into yourself. 100%. Yeah, exactly. It's about like, well, why don't I like seeing stuff like that? What is it that's upsetting me when I see that? And it's like, in terms of that, if if somebody is posting, I actually don't want to lose weight and it's okay for you not to want to either. If that triggers you, it's because there's something so deep inside of you that's Mm. telling you, no, you have to lose weight to be good enough or to be worthy or to be lovable, all of the things. And it's like, that's where your concentration needs to go. Not on hating Ellen because she's comfortable in her body. It's about looking at why you aren't in yours and turn like that reflection back onto yourself and be like, well, if she can be so content with herself, then why can't I? And how do I get to that place? Don't use hate to be like, well, fuck, like, fuck off. I don't want to see your shit. Cause like, obviously, you know, they project superiority and things like that. And it's like, well, no, just have a look at why that upsets you and and figure out what part of you is, is being triggered at the moment. And is it your fear of being unlovable or not good enough? And, comparison and all of the things Mm. but when you said like people commenting on food I will never forget like the first proper challenge I did I was working in it when I was running a skin and laser clinic I told all the girls like I'm doing this challenge and I started like counting my macros and using my fitness pal and all of the things like based on this coach's recommendations and one of the girls walked into the tea room while I was eating lunch and she was like um how's your diet going and it was because I was eating pasta and it had, it clearly had cheese on it, but hello, if it fits your macros. And she was like, um, so how's the diet going? And I was like, fine. What do you, what do you mean? And she was like, well, look at your lunch. And I was like, yeah, I'm allowed to eat this. Like yeah. it was just, I, and then I got my back up and I was like, you know, mm. so fucking angry at her. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with me eating this. And obviously clearly you don't know what flexible dieting is. And then like, you've obviously got issues because you're afraid to eat pasta and cheese. Mm. And it's like, now me looking back, it's like, but I definitely had issues too because I wasn't allowed to have more than 50 grams of pasta and 10 grams of cheese. in (laughs) That was all perfectly weighed out and entered into my fitness pal and fit to the gram. Oh yeah. It's just like, yeah, all of your projections around food and people's bodies. (laughs) triggered triggered no so many people are like that though and it's like oh pasta is bad or like uh, bread is bad or potato is bad and I remember so many times like I'd bring in like you know volume eating I was like very big on volume eating like eating huge Mm -hmm. salads and if someone ever would question like oh like are you wow that's a big serving I would get so triggered because Mm -hmm. I had this identity that I was skinny girl and I was someone who like ate like little and was always healthy so if someone ever triggered and like challenged that identity of oh you're not eating like that healthy or that little it was Mm -hmm. like ah how (laughs) dare you say that to me no this is really healthy and like your food is way more unhealthy than mine even though it's smaller like just yeah all these like just reactions straight away Um, yeah but yeah it's just it's so fucked how we're as a society it's so normalized to be dieting and yeah like I haven't like even now coming back from Sweden and coming back to Bali and yeah I did gain a little bit of weight but I haven't mm. dieted it fucking at all like I just gone back to my old habits and then my body's just gone back to what it normally looks like yeah I was actually watching your stories yesterday when you were in the gym you look amazing you look so wow. fit and so healthy and like I and I remembered seeing that you had posted that you like had gained weight in Sweden and I was like well I don't think you've ever looked better <laughs> like to be oh. honest <laughs> No, but it's just, that's the thing though, with those, like, like I don't have a scale here, so I don't know how much I gained, but the thing with like those like love kilos or whatever you want to call them, that's three to five kilos that are so normal to fluctuate in Mm -hmm. your body throughout the year, by the way, guys, like completely normal if you're going on a holiday, if it's Christmas, if it's a birthday, wedding, whatever, like so normal. Yeah. No one else, but you can see them. No, no because no one else would have been able like I even came back from Sweden and people were like wow you look so lean and I'm like 
well, I have actually gained weight because I can feel my pants are tight. <laughs> That's yeah, the only yeah. reason I knew it. <laughs> exactly. And no one else can see it, but also nobody else gives a fuck either. Yeah, exactly. No one gives a shit about what the you people who like, like you aren't going to like you less because you've gained three kilos. <laughs> no, no. And also like, are those three kilos? So let's say that you're signing up to a summer challenge because you want to lose those last three kilos to get fit for summer or whatever. Those three kilos, they are that gelato that you're going out on a Wednesday night with your friends. They are that April oh. spritz that you're having with your girlfriends on the weekend. It's that date night that you have every Sunday with your boyfriend or, you know, the mm. picnic that you're going down at the beach having a cheese platter. That's the three kilos. Like, are you willing to sacrifice all of those amazing things just to be three kilos lighter and fit into like a slightly smaller bikini? Yeah, exactly. I Absolutely. I not. say that like about myself all the time, like, the the literal like handles that you can grab onto on my hips like that is me and Luke enjoying date night as often as we fucking can because we don't spend a lot of time together anymore with his new job like Mm. the layer of fat that sits around my lower stomach that's cheese and wine with my sisters and my mom every time we get to get together because I live in a different state now like my thighs and the size of my thighs that's me being able to go out with my friends and eat whatever the fuck I want and not restrict myself to only ordering a salad like Mm. I I know exactly what it would take for me to lose five kilos Mm. so knowing that any time that I might have a bad body image moment where I'm like fuck I I would like to look like I used to look I'm like oh but I'm not willing to live like I used to live so that's not happening Mm-mm. Mm-mm. that's just how you have was, to accept yourself yeah exactly like I I might actually do a post because I've been thinking about it but when I was orthorexic when I was training I was doing like three four hours of crossfit every day tracking my macros to the gram shredded as fuck like I look like someone who could go into the crossfit games and compete like I was so lean yeah. and like I look back at those photos I'm like fuck I look amazing but mm. Would I be willing to live like that again? Absolutely not. No <laughs> way. No chance. You couldn't pay me to live like that, girl. Absolutely yeah. Not. Like, that's the thing that you have to remember. Like, I have, like, I did a photo shoot last year. I think it was in, like, June. And I loved the way I looked. I was so happy with my body. And I just hated myself, though. <laughs> like, it was the only thing in life that made me happy with how my body looked like Mm. my relationship was suffering I was miserable my business was suffering like I wasn't connected with any of my friends or family like I was avoiding social situations I was hiding away until I could have that photo shoot and then I was so anxious about losing that body and I stopped tracking the day after that photo shoot well, the day of that photo shoot and never went back because even though I was probably the happiest I'd ever been with how I looked, I was fucking miserable. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's something that like, if you girls are wanting to sign up to a challenge and you wanting to lose that last bit of weight, it's like really take into account that you're not just losing a weight, like you're also losing a part of your life. Yeah. Exactly. And like, this is the thing that I wanted to talk about. And, you know, the whole like start of this conversation, you know, there's so much out there that's like, you know, summer bodies are built in the winter. That's literally just somebody selling a fitness and nutrition program, trying to get you to spend money. Mm. That is just fear mongering. That is literally just trying to scare you into the fact that you weren't going to look good enough on the beach in summer and that you need to buy their program and you need to fund their lifestyle. That is how they're getting you into their programs. That is the only thing they care about. And then there's like the, the summer shred, like get your beach body ready, get your summer body ready. It's like, it's going to be summer and you have a body. So there's your summer body. I'm currently in my spring body and my spring body is going to look exactly the fucking same as my summer body. And that's going to look exactly the fucking same as my winter body. Like Mm. it's just my body and it gets to experience the seasons just as everybody else does. It doesn't have to change for any particular season, but you, but you have to think about what Ellen's saying in terms of like, what are you giving up to lose those three or five kilos? Because Zoom out and actually have a think about it. If you sign up to 
say, okay, so say you signed up to a 12-week challenge like right now, it will lead you up until Christmas. That is where it will get you to. Basically, we are 12 weeks away from Christmas. So what fuck do you think is going to happen if you restrict yourself from now until Christmas? Mm. If you're dieting and not eating enough and basically starving and not getting takeaway, not going out for meals, trying to be as healthy and eating as little as you possibly can, And then the challenge finishes and it's Christmas with all of the Christmas celebrations, with Christmas parties, actual Christmas day, all of the extra food that's in the house, all of the gifts that people give you. You are going to binge your fucking heart out and then you're going to feel like a failure. You're going to feel like shit. You're going to feel actually terrible within your body with all of that water retention and fluid and bloating and shit, bad digestion from binging. And then you're going to feel like all of your hard work has gone down the toilet and then you're going to go back to restricting and then that cycle is going to start again. That's the New Year's challenge. And then you start your New Year's challenge and you get back into it Mm. and you again start restricting and start avoiding social situations. And then you get to autumn and you realize that you actually didn't get to enjoy summer. You actually didn't get to go to the beach with your friends because you were scared that they'd want to go for lunch afterwards or drinks afterwards. And you didn't go to the dinner parties or the barbecues or any of the like Sunday afternoon drinks and stuff like that, because you were so fucking scared to go off your calories. So all of that hard work for your summer body, you're actually not living in summer. You're just dieting. Yeah. Just sitting at home and looking at you. Oh, I look so good in a bikini. Yeah. But you don't, fucking out there enjoying it you're just taking a photo putting it on Instagram it's like I didn't do anything in summer to enjoy myself but my Instagram looks fire look at my feed spot on (laughs) and like like, I know that we laugh about this guys like Ellen and I can laugh about it but I like we've done this yeah we've done that exactly that like I'm pretty sure you and I are the same age right like I'm about you're maybe you're younger than me I'm about to be 31 yeah I'm about to be 32. Alan is 31. We've done this. We've been through our early 20s. We have restricted ourselves. We have missed out on summer. We have busted our asses through these challenges. Hmm. Take it from these wise old people. Like, it's <laughs> not oh, worth it. If you've done this before, right? If you've done these summer shreds, whether it be a challenge or you've done it for yourself, have a think about the fact that you want to do it again because if it worked it would have worked and you wouldn't have to do it again yeah are you going to continue to do it again in the lead up to every single summer because if you're in the position of needing it needing to do it again to have it work again then I'm sorry to tell you it didn't work Mm. it's just a quick fix if you weigh more this time this year than you did this time last year that is actually your evidence to tell you that it did more harm than it did good Mm. it's not healthy yeah and like I was talking to one of my friends this morning she said she did sign up to something and this is someone who had she's gone through a lot this year a lot of injuries that has affected her mental health and she has put on a bit of weight and I just said to her make sure that this is a sustainable challenge that it's not like cut this out do this many steps like every single day has to be super strict spot on like train this many times per week in super restrictive calories like I was like there's nothing wrong with wanting to have a reset or a start or fresh start of whatever it is like fine do that but just make sure that you're actually enjoying these habits, that you're actually enjoying these routines and that you can also have a plan for when you have lost that weight, what are you yeah. going to do then? Because yeah, yeah, anyone, like I could fucking put you on a diet today and you would probably lose three kilos in a couple of weeks. Like if you want mm-hmm. to really, really be strict, but yeah. what are you going to do after? Because if you don't yeah. have that plan, you're just going to, like Sarah said, you're just going to go back to what you are doing pre-challenge possibly even worse with binge eating overeating because you have all the stuff that you missed out on when you were dieting mm-hmm. and this is where people go so wrong and I had this conversation with someone who competes in bodybuilding the other day and she said that that's the main thing that she works on with her girls that after the show to have a plan because so yeah. many people don't have a plan 
and they get on stage and they don't get that crown or whatever it is. And then they come off and they feel disappointed in themselves. They also don't have a plan. They don't have a coach. They have just lost their whole identity because they didn't win. And the same mm-hmm. thing goes with like these challenges. It's like, okay, you hit that goal, but then what happens if you gain a little bit of weight? Who are you then? What happens if yeah. you're not tracking your food? Are you going to lose control and binge? Are you going to freak out when my fitness pal, you don't have reception for my fitness pal down at the beach? Like, <laughs> yeah, literally. Like it's so important that you are actually doing this for a sustainable and for the right reason and in a sustainable way. And, you know, there are a lot of really good nutrition coaches out there. There actually mm-hmm. are. Yeah. Like we're not saying like, don't get a coach and like, don't lose weight. Like if that's something that is healthy for you, then sure, you know, do it. But just make sure that you're not just jumping on the the cheapest $99 influencer challenge that fucking we've all done where you're not getting any like accountability. Everyone gets the same freaking meal plan or macros. There's the same workouts. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, the solution for them is for, to sell you the next challenge because they know that those two weeks in, in between, you're going to binge and you're going to gain weight. So you feel like, oh, I need to sign up to a new challenge because I just gained all the weight that I lost in that challenge. Like that's how they yeah. make money. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, think, ask yourself, like, are you going to be in challenges for the rest of your life? Like, is that the only way that you want to feel like you can maintain your weight or lose weight? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like Alan said, there's nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight. Like if that's a healthy thing for you, make sure you go in with a really balanced mindset and make sure that you're aware of what dieting can cause if you take it to the extremes and, and what you're up against in terms of like restriction and, and how it has to still stay balanced and how you can't get caught up on being a hundred percent perfect and making sure you get everything right. And that will lead to disordered eating. And make sure that if you are going to sign up to these programs that you say to your coach that that's what you want, that you don't want high restriction, that you don't want to have to be perfect every day, that you want to make it sustainable and long-term and more like a lifestyle and say like, change what your expectations are. Like if you're doing a 12-week challenge and you're like, I want to lose 10 kilos, like, no, no, change that to five. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, you'll be so better off and it will, you'll actually be able to maintain it and you will actually still feel good at the end of it. And you've got so much less like chances of binging afterwards and being super, super restricted and going into a binge restrict cycle and, and tell yourself like, it's okay. If you don't get 10,000 steps every day, it's really okay. It's, it's actually really okay. If you don't do that, it's totally okay. If you don't go all of your workouts in every week, it's actually like recommended that you take at least one meal a week off tracking and enjoy a meal out. And like, you can go over your calories. You're in a deficit. You can go over your calories. You won't go backwards. You won't put on weight. Like if you want a little bit more food because you're hungry, eat it. Like it's not the end of the world. And if you do it that way, you are actually going to feel so much better and you're going to maintain your weight loss. And it's not going to be this constant like cycle of challenge after challenge with binging and binging. Mm. yeah for sure and like I I have been getting a lot of hate lately from like nutrition coaches who are like oh you just hate tracking or like what do you mean step goals are bad like I actually think that step goal is really good and like yeah like having a step goal is fine like if you want to move your body or every day awesome and if you want to park further away to you know move a little bit more or take the stairs instead of the elevator great there's nothing wrong with that it only becomes a problem when you can't survive it like my fitness pal where you can't go out for a meal like Sarah said without you know binge eating or going into that all or nothing mindset when you constantly feel like you have to walk or stand up because you're doing laps of your lounge room to hit your yeah doing laps in your lounge room at like 11.58 because you have to hit 10k before 12. (laughs) I've done that (laughs) like I've done that too I've literally stood like walked around in my tiny bedroom to hit 10k steps just because I had to hit 10k every single day otherwise I felt like failure and like that's not healthy like your nutrition coach might encourage you to be like oh my god the dedication like you're so motivated but that's really just masking their own obsessive behavior around it like a person who has a healthy mindset around training and nutrition they wouldn't encourage you to stand in your living room and do steps like no. they can say whatever they want, but that is actually that is the truth. 
Yeah, I completely agree. And if you have that conversation with your coach of actually just want to do this, you know, in a really healthy, I'm happier to get slower results. I just want to feel better. If you want to have that conversation with your coach and they aren't on board with that and they want to push you and, you know, ask them what percentage of a deficit am I in? And if it's above like 20% of your daily intake, you need to pull that back and you need to say, I don't want to be in more of a deficit than that. Like, I don't want to be starving myself. I don't want to be restricted, especially leading into the holiday season. And if they're not okay with that, and if they're telling you that you're not doing enough by not getting all of your steps in every day or missing a workout or not being perfect with your macros, you need to understand that what they're trying to do is push you as hard as possible to get the best before and after photos from you so that they can put that on their Instagram and like make money from you. That is what they're trying to do. They actually Mm. don't fucking care about how you feel or your outcome or what happens to you in six months time. They just want to make more money from advertising your results. And that is what is fucking wrong with this industry. And that's why I have a problem with summer shred challenges because that's the goal that they have in mind of Mm. getting your pictures and advertising you to make more money. They aren't heart-led coaches that care about what happens to you afterwards. Mm, Yeah, for sure. And it's so sad how it encouraged that all or nothing mindset and in the mindset of it has to be hard, otherwise it's not doing anything. You have to be hungry. Yeah, you have to be hungry. You have to eat like chicken and rice like shit food that tastes like nothing and you have to feel really depleted and really tired and hungry all the time and fuck I remember that as well like from my own dieting days of like if I would ever go to bed and I wasn't a little bit hungry I was like oh I probably ate too much today like maybe I did log something wrong in my fitness pal like maybe I wasn't like doing my best because I should feel a little bit hungry like it should feel a little bit hard Mm -hmm. but you know what like the best days often you not feel like when it doesn't feel hard and when it, it doesn't just, feel like you're dieting yeah because then it, it you have actually created a habit then that actually feels sustainable that you actually enjoy when it doesn't feel hard anymore when it doesn't feel like you're dieting like that yeah. is what you want to achieve but so many people and even people that I work with now are like but I feel like I don't deserve to have it this easy well then mm. it's not actually about the food yeah. it's about how you feel about yourself Mm-hmm. and yeah, I love that. most nutrition coaches are not going to have the tools to help you understand where is this actually coming from and how can we start rewriting this story for you because mm-hmm. most nutrition coaches are only educated in giving you macros like yeah. most nutrition coaches aren't even like they shouldn't even give you meal plans like their insurance actually doesn't cover meal plans oh don't even get me started you know I'm in a mood today don't get me talking <laughs> about that right <laughs> Like, honestly, like all of the accreditations I've done, there was only the sports nutrition one gave me the, 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 um, I was allowed to give meal plans. All the other ones I did before the sports nutrition, it was Mm -hmm. just macros. Mm -hmm. And I can guarantee you that all of the coaches writing meal plans have not done a nutrition, a sports nutrition qualification. No. And I haven't. And every time somebody came to me and said, will you write me a meal plan? I would explain to them my thoughts on meal plans, which I'm not going into. (laughs) Um, But then I would say, and also I want you to be aware that I'm not legally allowed to give out meal plans and you shouldn't be getting a meal plan from anybody who doesn't have a a nutritionist qualification or a dietitian. Mm -hmm. It is illegal for them to be giving it to you. It is beyond their scope of practice. And like, let's not even get talking about the PTs on the gym floor that don't even work online and how many meal plans those mates are given out. Yeah. Like it is actually like, if you were really like out for a war here, you could literally drag them to court. Yeah. Like you could actually put in a formal complaint about it. If someone you has could. To if they, you if, if you got a meal plan from a PT at a gym floor who doesn't have a nutritionist or dietitian qualification and that resulted in you getting an eating disorder, sue their fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but honestly, like it's just so annoying because these people are literally just using 
like you say, using you for before and after photo. They don't care about what happens after you finish their challenge. They no. they want you to fail because that makes you coming back. They come it's back. Like the, yeah. It's basically it's the same thing with the whole beauty industry though. Like it's like oh, use this foundation because it has better coverage. Coverage for what? Like covering up your actual skin. Like what the fuck? Like shouldn't we yeah. be enhancing the stuff that we have? Like oh, it'll make your eyes pop, and like it would just make your skin glow, like stuff like that. Like I love advertising yeah. like that. I'm like yes, like it'll make me feel like a goddess. But then you hear those like oh, this concealer like covers all like your your spots or like the blue like rings under your eyes. Like maybe you should take a moment to think about why you have blue rings under your eyes. Like maybe literally, Christ, like what's going on in your body? Don't just cover it up. Yeah, I love that so much. And like, I think that gets to the, like brings us to the like final part of the conversation that really needs to be spoken about in terms of the summer shred challenges and the message that that sends that you have to be smaller for summer Mm. and that you have to diet for summer. And if you're going to be putting a bikini on, you should be as small as you possibly can be. And it's like, well, how about I just run my self-love and body acceptance course again instead? How about we start talking about learning to love your body and accept yourself and know that you're allowed to wear a bikini at any size and that you're allowed to be in the beach, like in the body that you're in and you shouldn't have to feel inadequate for that. And I know that what I'm saying is very hard for women to do, but I also want you guys to realize that it's hard for you to do because of the fucking media around Mm. these summer shred challenges Mm. telling you that you should be losing weight for summer. So that makes it harder for you you to accept your body, but working on your self-worth and your body acceptance and being comfortable with how you are is really the work that you should be doing, not trying to shrink yourself because summer's coming. Yeah, exactly. And just because you were 60 kilos two years ago at summer, you and now you're 65, doesn't mean that you're not good enough as you are now. It doesn't mean that you have to be 60 kilos or 70 or whatever, you know, most women have this number in their head that like I have to be this number like this number is a good number for me Mm. yeah but your body has changed since that yeah like when I last time I weighed I don't even know what I weigh so I couldn't even tell you but you know like it doesn't matter because you gain muscle your body grows you you know you change different things like fuck maybe you have like a boob job or something like you know everything will change oh my god Oh, you just triggered the fuck out of me. Core memory <laughs> unlocked. When I got my boob job, I had to know how much my implants weighed. I had to know. I called <laughs> I called the, sur- the surgeon's office afterwards to know how big they were, to know how much like weight I had gained that wasn't fat. I had to know how much my implants weighed. For anybody who doesn't know, my boobs are fake. Um I think they're like 400 grams each. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, there's like 800 grams that I, I don't have to worry about on the scales because that's actually my implant. Yeah. No, it's so And like, let go of needing, needing to be that certain size or that certain weight because it doesn't fucking tell you jack shit about how you're actually feeling or how you how happy you are, your habits or anything like that. And also, yeah. fuck, like if you weigh yourself on a Monday, you're probably going to be heavier than if you weigh yourself on a Friday. Because yeah. most of us like to eat a little bit more freely on the weekend. We like to go out for food or maybe order pizza or have like an extra cookie, like just to relax mm-hmm. and unwind. And there's that doesn't mean that you binged or overate, just meant that you're a human and you're enjoying your life. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, so crazy. I, I can't believe I haven't thought of that until you just said it. Like for me, 63 was my number of like, that's just my goal. It's always mm. was my goal. And that was the number that I was like, get to 63, get to 63. I'm probably more than 10 kilos heavier than that now, but the same as you, I don't weigh myself. But when I got my implants, I was like, oh, well now you can be 64 kilos. Now 64 can be your goal. Like, because it's totally fine. Cause you have like implants inside of you that's weighing you down. And I had, I changed my like ideal goal weight because of that. Like, that's how fixated I was with it. It's yeah. so fucking crazy. But it's like, so crazy. yeah. And so the, the thing behind me wanting to be my smallest self was being, thinking that that made me more attractive and that I would get more attention 
from like, well, when I was single from men, but then, you know, when I was with my partner, like he would love me more and he would want me more and he would find me more desirable if I was as small as possible. Right. And so when I was making myself as small as possible and he was showing me attention and showing me that he desired me and he wanted me, that was just creating evidence in my head that I had to be smaller to receive that type of attention and love from him. Mm. And I cannot tell you now that since I've gained 10 whatever kilos since that time, and he still shows me that same type of love and attention and wants me just as much, how that makes you feel for being wanted and loved just for being yourself instead of being this fake, restricted, miserable version of yourself. Like if you can show yourself that you're still worthy and they still find you worthy just as you are, like that is when true fucking happiness comes in, that you don't have to keep pushing yourself and you still get to feel just as loved but you're loved more authentically. You're loved for who you like were scared to be and your true, your true normal self instead of that fucking restricted mask that you put on and like the view of the world that you think that you have to fit into. Mm, yeah, I love that. And I, I know it's scary and a lot of you are probably sitting and thinking like, yeah, but how, like that's so, I wouldn't do that. Like, I don't want to, like, I want to be this size and like, they wouldn't love me if I look like that or no one would find me attractive or I wouldn't like myself. Well, if you've never even given it a chance, yeah, how would you know? Yeah. Like, and if, if he have- doesn't love you like that, then I'm sorry that you shouldn't be with him. Hey, fuck him then. But like, <laughs> have you ever actually gone to the beach in your current body in your favorite bikini and just lay there, you know, lapped up some sun, gone for a swim, had a barbecue, whatever, without spending the whole time thinking, I need to lose weight, I'm too fat, I can't look like this. Have you actually given the chance where you have given given that time to actually enjoy yourself? Because yeah. if you have, haven't, then you can't say that you're happier in a smaller size because you, in your head, you're just thinking about something else. You're not actually being present and enjoying the moment. Yeah. That's so true. So this is something that I haven't spoken about yet, but I was thinking about it a lot. Obviously, I was born and raised in Melbourne and I was born and raised in an area of Melbourne. Well, I was raised in an area of Melbourne that was near the beach, but it's Melbourne and it's always fucking cold. (laughs) And my parents didn't like the beach, so they never took us to the beach as kids, right? Mm -hmm. And then before I moved to Perth, I lived in an area of Melbourne that was like 45 minutes from the beach. So definitely not around water a lot. But for my whole life, I've told people, I hate the beach. I actually hate the beach. I don't like water. I don't like swimming. Um, Like I've had this identity that I'm not a water person and that I don't like the beach. Mm. Fast forward to May this year I live walking distance from the beach and I'm on the beach every single fucking day yeah I'm so curious to see that in motion like what you just said hit me so hard because I've never felt this comfortable in my body and accepted my body as much as I do right now so I've never given myself the chance to be happy on the beach and comfortable on the beach and actually allow myself to enjoy it and this year like I'll be 32 years old and this year will be the first time that I'm going to go to the beach and actually figure out whether I do like it or if I was right in saying that I don't like it Mm. because I feel like me saying that I didn't like it was because I was uncomfortable because I didn't want to be in bikinis because I didn't want people looking at me because I didn't want to be seeing girls that had flat stomachs and comparing myself to them I didn't want to be there with my boyfriend and find girls that looked better than me and worry about if he was looking at them or not and comparing me to them and maybe that's why I didn't like the beach maybe that's why I've always thought that I hated swimming Mm. and I'm so curious to see this year and this summer with now living in Perth and so close to the beach if I actually like it because now I like myself yeah yeah exactly and yeah like when I was growing up when I had my eating disorders I was the same like I was like no I don't like the beach or I'm busy or like I don't like sand or whatever I to be fair I still don't like sand but <laughs> but now I, I like I'm in a bikini like every single day 
and it was just something that you tell yourself and Mm -hmm. like how you speak to yourself and what you're telling yourself before you go somewhere when you're there it's gonna dictate your whole experience and like one example is when I first moved here to Bali and I started training at this huge CrossFit gym I was Mm. so intimidated and I walked in and I felt like I was anxious I felt like oh no one's talking to me like everyone's gonna think I'm a weirdo they're probably like oh who's that weird like girl she doesn't know anyone and like I felt so anxious being in there because in my head I was like everyone's looking at me well now a year later I can go in not talk to a single soul and I feel I have the best time I am so confident I'm just so at peace within myself mm-hmm. and nothing's changed the environment wise it's exactly yeah. the same gym but my what I'm saying to myself has changed and the same thing will work for you as well when you're starting to talk to yourself in a more loving and compassionate manner and more of ex- you accepting what you look like because you're going to realize it's not actually about the beach it's not about the gym it's not about fitting into a certain bikini it's about the story that you're telling yourself yeah yeah it's it's so true and like that reminds me of I had this amazing conversation with one of my um, mindset clients and everything that you're saying it's just you have to do the thing that scares you to show yourself that it's not that scary and that when you do it that you're going to be okay and that you can handle it and that you can get through it and then the fear and the anxiety starts to like calm down And I'll never forget this beautiful client of mine. We did our first one-to-one call on Zoom. And then at the end, I was like, what time do you want your call to be next week? And she was like, can we do it earlier in the day? I think her call was at like four o'clock in the afternoon. And she's like, can we make it early in the morning? And I was like, sure. Like, why is that? She's like, because I've spent the whole day feeling so sick and anxious waiting for this call with you because I know that you're going to ask me about how I feel and you're going to like make me talk about things that make me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I've just felt so sick all day and I haven't been able to concentrate on anything else but waiting for this call. So I'd rather do it first thing in the morning and just get it over and done with. Fast forward like six months of her working with me. And the other day I reminded her, I was like, do you remember saying that to me? And she's like, oh my God, yes. And I was like, how do you feel about your calls now? And she's like, I actually look forward to them all week. And it's because you gain that evidence that you've got nothing to be afraid of and that you were safe. And if you do get uncomfortable, you can handle it and nothing bad is going to happen. And that's exactly the same as like Ellen said, going to the beach or going to the gym. If you show yourself that you're okay in that situation and you've got actually nothing to be afraid of, and even if something does happen that upsets you, you can handle it and you show yourself how strong you are, Mm -hmm. then your fears and anxieties start to disappear. And before you know it, you'll feel fine doing the things that used to scare the shit out of you. And you won't even realize how far you've come. Yeah, you forget. That's why it's so good to journal. Like even just reading my journal, I was like, wow, like it started a year. Like I was so much more anxious. And like, you can even see it in the handwriting, which is fucking crazy, wow. I think. That's yeah, cool. like how it's so much more flowy now. Before it was, very, I mean, I still have terrible handwriting, but, <laughs> but it's, at least it's like a more, before it was like angry 10 year old boy. Now it's yeah. more like, at peace 10 year old boy (laughs) 10 year old boy with help of his mom maybe (laughs) yeah yeah no I get that completely no No, but but also with the with the challenging yourself like what you're gonna notice is when you do these things like yeah you might be so fucking scared like the other day I I'm very slowly starting to learn Bahasa like the Indonesian language and I ordered I ordered a coffee in Indonesian I was shitting myself because I was so nervous I love but that. after it I was on the biggest high like and that's yeah. what's gonna happen when you are challenging yourself to go to the beach or go to a new gym or fucking order a pizza on your own like at a restaurant solo after you'd be like fuck I did that thing like oh my god I'm amazing like every single person in the gym knew that I had ordered a coffee in Bahasa because I was like <laughs> happened like oh my god I can't believe I did it I'm so proud of myself yeah and like, exactly that's... and that you're gonna do it again and each yeah. time you do it it's gonna be easier and you're not gonna be as worried exactly now I'm like oh, I can't wait to let go and order coffee today 
yeah exactly and that's the thing like when you're proud of yourself you show yourself like your 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 self-worth grows and your confidence grows and you show yourself that hey I can do things that scare the shit out of me I I I can do hard things Mm. and it makes you feel like you know you can take on everything that's holding you back yeah 100% so Uh you don't need that fucking summer shred challenge no you don't you can do work on your habits create a new lifestyle you know improve your routine whatever improve it that way but please don't do this like end goal summer shred you're not good enough as you are right now kind of challenge because it's not going to be sustainable and it's yeah. just literally they are cheap for a reason they're cheap because they know that you will do it lose the weight and then you'll come back and do it again so they're getting you know this constant stream of money because they want you to fail if they yeah. were expensive they would also be good but you would only have to do them once yeah yeah that's 100 percent it and yeah you're exactly right like if you're if you want to change change for the right reasons and change with your health in mind not the mm. size of your body in mind um and if you're signing up to these challenges because you think that you have to lose weight for summer then there's definitely a lot more mindset work and and work on like personal development that we believe that you should be doing first um like let yourself do that first and let yourself work on your development and your mindset and your self-love and your self-worth and your body acceptance. And then after summer, if you still feel like you need to lose weight, then maybe sign up to somebody who can take you through a sustainable, like healthy lifestyle change and not Mm. a summer shred. Mm. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Great episode. Great episode. Guys, please make sure, because we love it when you do this. We love when you take a screenshot or share it from Spotify, whatever is easiest for you. Tag both of us because we mm-hmm. want to connect with you. We want to be able to see like who's listening to this podcast, like who is this number and what did you think? And do you agree? Or maybe you don't agree, or are you getting triggered? Or have yeah. you been where we have been? Like tell us because as you can tell, like both of us love to chat. <laughs> <laughs> we'd love to have a conversation with you about it so please make sure you do that it honestly just makes my day when I see someone's done that so absolutely we want to hear from you we want to hear what you love about the episodes but I think you know Alan and I love talking about this stuff so much obviously Mm -hmm. you can tell we're so passionate about this and spreading this message and if there's anything that you want us to talk about together let us know like come in and tell both of us um, you know, what you're struggling with, what you would like to hear us talk on, what, like, if you want to hear our opinions on things, open up a can of words. Um, <laughs> yeah, let us know because we definitely love collaborating with these podcasts um, and we just want to help and create as much impact as possible and we love just taking an hour out of our day to talk shit with each other. <laughs> Gives us a good excuse to add in an extra call that week. <laughs> Exactly, because we have these calls anyway, so you guys might as benefit ben- might as well benefit from them too. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Thank you for joining me, and thank you for listening, guys. And yeah, like Ellen said, please share us. Please let us know what you think, and um, if there's anything that we can talk about that will help you, we want to know about it. Yes, and make sure you subscribe to the channels and give us five stars, please. <laughs> yes, please, absolutely, because <laughs> we've taken our time out, so you can you can click that button. Yeah, and also helps to reach more people. So, yeah. Definitely. (laughs) Well, thank you. I've loved this conversation. Yes, me too. Thanks so much for listening again. Bye. Bye.